Welcome to the Heal and Awakening podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the deepest longings of my heart. I'm not looking for enlightenment and I'm not longing for perfection. When I reach back to the farthest corners of my heart, which spans from my life in India and my almost 30 years in the United States. The deepest longing for me is to be in the fullest expression of me in the body, in the mind, in the heart, in my consciousness, in the flow of Shakti in me. Like so many women, like so many men, I grew up in the culture of shame, a culture of stifled creativity, fear and separation, a universal culture where you are expected to just be like everyone else. And if you are different, then something must be wrong with you. If you are sensitive, then something must be wrong with you. So slowly but surely, I lost myself. And in my lost feeling, I carried a deep, unexplainable sorrow, which was palpable most all of the time. And my own sorrow broke my heart every single day. I could feel it pulsating in every cell of my body, in my shoulders, in my neck, in my hips and thighs. And even though I went through many layers of evolution, I still noticed the wispy remainders, the wispy clouds of shame in the body and mind. At least in this lifetime, it began around the age of eight when my body was violated, molested by strangers in India. I especially recall the very first time when I was simply walking down the street in broad daylight to my music teacher's house. This man on a bicycle just rode right up to me next to me and grabbed my chest, put his hand through my dress onto my chest. And I say chest because I did not have breasts. I was eight or nine years old. And just like that, he was gone. And what I noticed was no one came to my defense. No one called him out. No one said anything. And in that moment, a great mistake of my own intellect happened. And I took this incident as somehow it was my fault. Great fear and shame took hold in my body, in my mind, in my heart. And over time, this fear and shame 
set up home in my tissues, in my fascia, in my body, in my mind. At first, I experienced so much anger, rage. I was shaking with it. And as these incidents continued, I would scream and hit these different men who boldly molested my body in public, whether it was during the daylight hours or evening, at dusk. And whether I screamed or hit or showed my outrage through my words, I did not create any moral justice. And I wasn't the only one. Nearly every young woman, girl, and woman that I knew had experienced things like this. So around the age of 21, I moved to the United States. And for many years, if I heard footsteps behind me, my instinct, my impulse, an unstoppable impulse was to turn around and look to see if there was anyone about to harm me. It took nearly 10 years for me to walk without fear when I heard footsteps behind me. I would say that I still have a curiosity of who is behind me, but not fear. So, the path of my awakening began around that age, maybe even before, but that I can remember, that incident at the age of eight. And so many of the women clients I work with ask me, in their sheer fatigue and fascination with the idea of being on a path of awakening, And as they work through so many big layers within themselves, they ask me, I've worked so hard, I've come so far, am I close to being done? Of course, because I love them and care about them, I want to, there's a small part of me that wants to reassure them and say, well, it's going to be easier going forward. But the reality of the path of awakening is that it's not going to get easier. You're just going to find deeper truths. And sometimes you have to excavate a little deeper to find that deeper truth. And the reality is we work through so many of the bigger layers. But sometimes these wispy layers are still lingering in the energy body, in the emotional body, in the physical body, in the mind. Sometimes these wispy clouds turn into heavy clouds and they invite us to look just a little further. And the invitation is, I know this and I'll bring myself to this spot right now. I want to heal more. I will heal more. I am willing, one more time, 
one more, one more, and one more time till it is done. Even if it is on my last exhale, I am willing. And to breathe into this flow of Shakti within yourself because she is in you as you. You are not alone. And to be so willing not only to look deeper and to feel deeper, but also to receive the support that you want, that you deserve. So the longing of my heart is to be an expression of truth and authenticity. And quite simply, to be an expression of what is. The longing of my heart is just to be. To see others in their fullness while I see myself in my own fullness. To see the broken down pieces of humanity in myself and in others. And the longing of my heart is to be open, to surrender into the unknown. And to take this fierce longing of my heart into everything I do, everything I am becoming, and everything I am. When I was growing up in India, I had only one friend. And I had not seen her for more than 30 years. And when I saw her a few years ago in Northern California, it was as though we had never parted ways geographically. It was the most beautiful reunion. But besides her, I spent most of my time reading poetry, especially Tagore, and reading books. My dad was a voracious reader. And so we had a huge collection of books in our home. And I spent so much time in our beautiful garden reading and taking in all of the splendor and glory of nature and silence, the plants and trees. And somehow in my younger days, I made sense of my life or I attempted to make sense of my life. And I kept returning to this Shakti flow of nature. She kept me going, nurtured and nourished. To the degree that I was able to experience it and allow myself to experience her. And what I realize now is that shutting down the longing of my heart was the most painful way to live. During my school days, I was not academically interested at all. I did not want to please my parents with high grades. I did not want to be the favorite child or the best performing child in the family. I liked being. 
I liked being in the garden. I liked reading. I loved connecting to nature. So the idea of being obviously did not fit in with the conventional idea of being successful. So I faced a lot of judgment, punishment, criticism, and I ate it all. I took it. I internalized it. All of that, all of those voices and words became my new reality. And I walked into my 20s with this judgment, with these criticisms, punishments, literally settling into my shoulders and neck, probably even my hips and thighs. And I say that because that is where I have had to put in a great amount of effort for healing in my body. I made so many decisions in my 20s based on these judgments and criticisms and punishments that I had taken in through the mistake of my own intellect as truth. And it sounded like this. If I'm told that I must if I'm told that I'm good for nothing, then I must be good for nothing. And various other statements like that. The cunning of the ego is fascinating to me because either it, you're inflated or deflated. And either way, you're living in some kind of falsehood. The radio station of being good for nothing played and played and played every day. It played for a long time. Even though I knew something about it was off, it just played. It was a familiar voice, a familiar feeling. I could feel it in my body, I could feel it in my heart, I could feel it in the sort of the heartbreak moment when those statements would surface in my own mind about myself. But at some point, sooner or later, when the time is perfectly aligned for you, for me, something in us awakens. Perhaps it is the longing of the heart that awakens us to say, wait a minute, is this really true? Have I really believed this for so long? And is this the reason why my life has been the way it has been? Am I going in the right direction? You'll begin to notice that you yourself will start asking these questions. But I don't know when it will happen for you. But you'll know. I guarantee you, you'll know. But my questions came to me, and they have come for so many of the women I work with. And I see it in its various textures and expressions and flavors of these beautiful women. 
each of them swimming closer and closer and closer to the longing of their hearts. Here's the interesting thing about the longing of the heart. It's a very straightforward path. But there are many detours and switchbacks and the unfathomable stuff of life that takes us in these different directions till we come to this straightforward truth of the longing of our hearts. The longing of your heart may say, I want to know me deeply without barriers. I want to experience my rich connection to life, consciousness. I want to love freely and be free in my tears, in my ecstasy, in my joy, in my sensuality. I want to be untethered like a wild horse. And when I see the injustice of the world, I want to be outraged for all of humanity. I want to cook for my loved ones. I want them to eat and be nourished by the workmanship of my hands and my heart in partnership with nature. I want to give myself complete freedom to love them as I cook for them. And when I love you, I only want to be submerged in the buoyant joy that is love in this very moment. And the longing of the heart is not to think about the next moment or the next one or the next one or next month or the next year or the next 15 years. The longing of the heart is to love you in this moment in its unlimited capacity through the body, through the heart, through the movement of energy. It may look like when you walk in the woods you want to let go completely and you thrive when your senses come alive, when you feel deeply grounded and engaged. It may come when you sit to meditate, when you dive into the bliss of the moment. You long to be gone till it's time to return to here and now. Perhaps the longing of the heart is to see the wholeness of every expression instead of picking it apart. The wholeness of this body, this heart, this mind, just exactly as it is, and offer no resistance to life. And I know that as these precious moments of life pass on by, and as I'm headed towards my last exhale, whenever that is, I certainly don't want to say, I wish I had enjoyed the woods more, I wish I had loved more and laughed more. And so in my exuberance for life, my pure desire to be fully engaged in every moment to cherish being embodied as a woman is to fulfill the longing of my heart. And so 
in each moment. I open and surrender to the union of human and Shakti within me. Thank you for listening to the Healing Awaken podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and check out my other episodes. If you like this podcast, please consider making a small donation. And for more information, please visit my website, which will be in the show notes. And as always, I wish you great health, happiness, and healing.